This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. If you'd like to kick back a small commission from every Amazon purchase you make at no extra cost to you, please use and bookmark our special link at AmazonEVC.com. That's AmazonEVC.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at the retrogressive causation fallacy, and then we're going to look at the exponential growth cognitive bias. For retrogressive causation, we're going to use logicallyfallacious.com as our source. I don't think this episode will be very long. Most of it will probably be spent on the uh, cognitive bias that we'll look at. Okay, retrogressive causation, what is that? It is the invoking the cause to eliminate the effect, or calling on the source to relieve the effect of the source. In logical form, it's X causes the source of Y. So in order to eliminate or relieve Y, do more of X. (laughs) Now you might be confused, like, wait a minute, what? But I'll give a couple examples. Here's the first one. Two people are talking. Jen, don't you realize that all this drinking you're doing is making your family miserable? Bridget, yes, I do. Then what are you going to do about it? Bridget, drinking to forget. So Bridget has a drinking problem that she's dealing with by drinking more because the effects of drinking make her, at least temporarily, forget or not worry about the greater scale effects of her drinking. Her reasoning that this is a good idea is fallacious. All right, so her family's miserable because she's drinking. And so she decides to drink more because it helps her forget that her family's miserable, right? It's pretty obvious why drinking more is not going to fix it. It's just helping her forget about the problem. Um, Here's a second example. Two people. David, we have way too much police presence in this city. Pete, what are you going to do about it? David, vandalize loot and perhaps a little arson. (laughs) Okay, so the primary role of the police is to enforce laws. David is suggesting that breaking the laws will facilitate his goal of having the police force reduced. I mean, obviously, doing what the police uh, are there to do or creating more of a problem that they're supposedly there to solve is not going to get them to go away, right? Hence hence the fallacy. So um, it does say here that there's an exception. It says, in some cases, one may not be trying to eliminate the effect, but rather continue the cycle for some higher purpose. For example, if one learns to feel constant guilt by going to church and is relieved of that guilt by going to confession, they might find meaning in the constant spiritual cleansing ritual. While this might seem like irrational thinking to some, it would not fit under this fallacy. And a little bit more on that, it says people are easily persuaded to act against their self-interest. If acting against their self-interest is for some higher purpose, the behavior would not be considered irrational. All right, so that's retrogressive causation. So you're invoking the cause to eliminate the effect or calling on the source to relieve the effect of the source. One more example that um, may be an example of this 
is when a government program fails to achieve its stated goals. That is often used as a reason to secure more funding. Um, I don't know that it's ever a reason to stop the program or to abolish the agency. So this this may be an example of retrogressive causation. Just Just one more I had in my mind. All right, let's go on to The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf DeBelli. This is chapter 34 on exponential growth. I'll uh, do what I do and just read through it and add commentary. A piece of paper is folded in two, then in half again, and again and again. How thick will it be after 50 folds? Write down your guess before you continue reading. Second task. Choose between these options. A. Over the next 30 days, I'll give you $1,000 a day. Or B. Over the next 30 days, I'll give you a cent on the first day, two cents on the second, four cents on the third, eight cents on the fourth, and so on. Don't think too long about it. A or B? I'm going to pick B. Let's see. A would be $30,000. We'll see what B adds up to. Okay, he says, are you ready? Well, if we assume that a sheet of copy paper is approximately 0.004 inches thick, then its thickness after 50 folds is a little over 60 million miles. (laughs) (laughs) This equals the distance between the Earth and the Sun, as you can check easily with a calculator. With the second question, it is worthwhile choosing option B, even though A sounds more tempting. Selecting A earns you $30,000 in 30 days. That's what I said. I can do math. Yay! Choosing B gives you more than $5 million. Um, I did not guess at option B. (laughs) That's not math I could do in my head that quick. All right. Linear growth we understand intuitively. However, we have no sense of exponential or percentage growth. Why is this? Because we didn't need it before. Our ancestors' experiences were mostly of the linear variety. Whoever spent twice the time collecting berries earned double the amount. Whoever hunted two mammoths instead of one could eat for twice as long. In the Stone Age, people rarely came across exponential growth. Today, things are different. Each year, the number of traffic accidents rises by 7%, warns a politician. Let's be honest. We don't intuitively understand what this means, so let's use a trick and calculate the doubling time. Start with the magic number of 70 and divide it by the growth rate in percent. In this instance, 70 divided by 7 is 10 years. So what the politician is saying is the number of traffic accidents doubles every 10 years. That's pretty alarming. Now you may ask why the number 70. This has to do with a mathematical concept called logarithm. You can look it up in the notes section. Okay. Another example. Inflation is at 5%. Whoever hears this thinks, that's not so bad. What's 5% anyway? Let's quickly calculate the doubling time. 70 divided by 5 is 14 years. In 14 years, a dollar will be worth only half what it is today. A catastrophe for anyone who has a savings account. All right, before I go on, doesn't the Fed, the Federal Reserve, um, don't they target 3% a year? Let's do his trick. Let's do 70 divided by 3. That means the value of the currency should cut in half every 23 years. Well, it's no wonder the dollar's lost more than 99% of its value since 1913 when it was established. Wow, 23 years is 3%. It's really good to know. All right, let's go on. Suppose you're a journalist and learn that the number of registered dogs in your city is rising by 10% a year. Which headline do you put in your article? Certainly not. Dog registration is increasing by 10%. No one will care. Instead, announce deluge of dogs, twice as many mutts in seven years' time. Nothing that grows exponentially grows forever. Most politicians, economists, and journalists forget that. Such growth will eventually reach a limit. Guaranteed. 
For example, the intestinal bacterium Escherichia coli divides every 20 minutes. In just a few days, it could cover the whole planet, but since it consumes more oxygen and sugar than is available, its growth has a cutoff point. The ancient Persians were well aware that people struggled with percentage growth. Here's a local tale. There was once a wise courtier who presented the king with a chessboard. Moved by the gift, the king said to him, Tell me how I can thank you. He said, Your Highness, I want nothing more than for you to cover the chessboard with rice. Put one grain of rice on the first square and then on every subsequent square twice the previous number of grains. The king was astonished. It is an honor to you, dear courtier, that you present such a modest request. (laughs) But how much rice is that? The king guessed about a sack. Only when his servants began the task, placing a grain on the first, two grains of rice on the second, four grains of rice on the third, and so on, did he realize that he would need more rice than was growing on earth. When it comes to growth rates, do not trust your intuition. You don't have any. Accept it. What really helps is a calculator or, with low growth rates, the magic number of 70. Hmm. This is, um, this also has me thinking about Ponzi schemes, right? Ponzi schemes or multi-level marketing, which aren't the same thing. I think there are successful multi-level marketing uh, businesses out there and there are ones that are not successful and there's other ones that turn out to be Ponzi schemes. Now, what is a Ponzi scheme? A Ponzi scheme is, it's the promise of a return on your investment. Let's say they say, you give us $100,000 and we're going to give you 4% of that every month. Okay, that'd be 4000 So you're getting 4000 a month because that $100,000 is supposedly put in to some sort of investment vehicle. Maybe it's stocks, maybe it's stock options, maybe it's nickel options. Who knows? Some sort of fund, you're told. And you're getting $4,000 a month back. Now, if you go just over two years on that, 25 months, you'll have gotten your money back. If you don't, then you won't. Now, what you're told, and because you're, you're going several months getting this money, you're now getting excited about this and you start telling your friends and family, right? People you can trust, people who are going to believe you, not people who kind of question you. They'll question you and you say, well, you don't, you don't really know. It's working. I've been getting this for months and months and months. So you get other people to connect with your investor and they refinance their house or draw into their savings and they they all give them some amount of money and they begin receiving 4% a month. And then they get other people, after a few months, they see that it, quote, works and they get other people to do the same thing. Now, what's happening is the money is not being invested anywhere. The money's being set in a bank account and then being paid back out to the people it came from. And then when other people come along and give them more money, they're able to start paying it back. Now, obviously, with this idea of exponential growth, there's not enough people on earth putting in their money to sustain this for very long. So eventually, eventually something happens either either internally or externally. Maybe people want to pull their money out and they get resistance, so then they cry foul which causes either regulators or third-party private regulators to look more closely at what's going on here, and the party is soon over. This is what happened with Bernie Madoff, if you remember, a few years ago. He was was taking it to the next level, which is why he was so, quote-unquote, successful at it, because he was doctoring up graphs and calculations and documentation to prove that he was earning this money that he was paying back out to investors. And when it comes to 
not necessarily Ponzi schemes, but like multi-level marketing, the idea is you want to get people in your downline, right? You want to get people underneath you selling the product so that you earn a commission off them and they want to get people under them, right? But if one person gets two people under them and each of those people get two people under them, how many levels before it consumes the entire population of the planet, right? So there's, there's some serious limits to that sort of thing. Okay. All right. I think that's going to do it. Let's just review. We looked at retrogressive causation, which is invoking the cause to eliminate the effect, which is not what you're really doing. You may just be using it to forget the effect, um, but it's not a solution. You can't argue it's a solution uh, to whatever problem you're, you, you may need to solve. And then we looked at exponential growth. And I really like this trick of dividing it into 70, and that's your doubling rate. I'll have to remember that. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast and everythingvoluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash EVC or paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Thank you. Thank you.